Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Hi, everybody. This is Joe Moss, and you're listening to On the Money, the show that will bring you good tips and uh, um, on how to lead and build a very successful small business. It's brought to you by Embassy National Bank. I'll be your moderator today. And uh, Embassy National Bank, as you know, is all about helping small business. And uh, we do one of the ways we do that is through this show to give you some tips and introduce you to some people who have gone before you and um, have done it, and you can listen to how they did it and maybe learn from that. Today, got an exceptional show. Uh, We're bringing in uh, Orlando Lynch, who is the uh, founder and president of Atlanta Peach Movers. If you're in the Atlanta area, I'm sure you've seen their trucks on the road. Um, Atlanta, um, Orlando, welcome. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're with us on the show. And I I should say that Orlando is a good, solid customer of ours. Uh, He helps me a lot. Uh, We've helped him a little bit in the past. And uh, we tend to feed feed off each other. So this should be a pretty good show. Um, Orlando, tell us about Atlanta Peach Movers. Well, Joe, uh, Atlanta Peach Movers is a local and long-distance moving company. And we specialize in commercial and residential relocations throughout the continental 48 states so you serve from atlanta the whole the whole 48 states yes sir so and and i noticed you're the official mover of the hawks and the atlanta braves so talk about that relationship um the it's a fantastic relationship where we uh handle all of their employee relocations we move all the coaches and players and we also moved the equipment uh, for the Atlanta Braves to spring training. After spring training's over, we'll move it back to Atlanta. We also moved the equipment back and forth uh, to the airport on their uh, when they're traveling throughout the season. And that puts, I would think that that puts a big premium on uh, customer service in order to keep those kind of folks happy. You're absolutely right, uh, Joe. We've earned that reputation and. Uh, to have a reputation to be able to put the Atlanta Hawks name and the Atlanta Braves name on our trucks. It just says, hey, we're both on the same playing field and uh, we focus on integrity and honesty like these corporations do. Um, now, with uh, we'll talk about that later in just a minute. But um, I want to go back to, as you know, we try to help small businesses with people who have come before them. Talk. I want you to give the people the story of how you started Atlanta Peach Movers. Okay, thank you. Uh, Well, back in 1987, uh, I was in the nightclub business, and I did not like going going to bed when the sun was coming up. So I had some partners, and we were going out of business, and... I was excited about that because uh, I was looking for the next stage of my life, my my career. And around that time, I was buying a house in Brookhaven. And the gentleman who moved me into my home, uh, I was 28 years old at the time, and I asked him did he want to sell his business, his moving company. And he said he did, that he would call me in four months. Four months later, he called me. I had did a little guesstimate of what I thought his business was worth. He had one truck and two employees, plus uh, he made the third employee. And uh, he sat down at my table in the kitchen. He said he wanted $1,500 for his truck, 
$3,000 for his goodwill, and uh, he wouldn't take nothing less than $4,500. And I told him, uh, that's a little high, but, <laughs> I, <laughs> but I'll buy your business. So I bought his business for $4,500, and uh, the, what I bought was him. He right. was on every single move for 12 years. Wow. So he built a great reputation. It was called Lamar Movers at the time. And uh, I changed the name over the course of time to Atlanta Peach Movers and because uh, I'm a marketing person. Lamar right. Movers did not do it for me. And so I changed the name to uh, Atlanta Peach Movers. And please remember, there's no tree in our name. There you go. Changed the name to Atlanta Peach Movers. And today we have uh, 40 trucks and about 150 employees. And you're, you've gone from... Revenues of basically nothing uh, to annual revenues of, of when the latest numbers I've seen are about $7 million a year, aren't they? Uh, no, our latest numbers are probably about 9.3, 9.5 They've million. grown. We've grown a little bit. Yes, we have. You've grown God. just a little bit. Okay. We have. <laughs> so I want you everybody to hear this. I want you everybody to hear that you go from, hey, I want to get out of the nightclub business. What else can I do to buying a little moving company with one truck? And two employees plus the owner, and now he's doing ten million dollars a year in revenues. That's pretty exceptional. It is, and it's a lot of hard work. Uh, well, but, we want to get into that. Yes, absolutely. Because I suspect that the uh, graph for success is not a straight uphill climb. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to talk of some of the things you do. Um, so what we. You were in transition stage, obviously, but um, before the nightclub business, what was your background? My background was the nightclub. Oh, my, before then, I was a college student. I uh, went to Arizona State University. I graduated in 1981. Wow, that's a long time. I graduated in 1981 with a bachelor's of science in marketing, mm -hmm. and uh, I went back to Pittsburgh after that. I had tried my hand at baseball. I'm a, I'm a big baseball fan, and... Uh, Unfortunately, I, my dream was to play in the major leagues. It did not happen. I went back to Pittsburgh, and uh, subsequently in Pittsburgh, uh, my family and I, we were looking for a new opportunity, so we moved to Atlanta, To Georgia. move to Atlanta? Yes. Okay. And, um, all right, I, we'll talk about some of the success factors and, and that type of thing, but um, Along the way, you've had your ups and downs. Before we talk about the ups, I th quite frankly, I think that we learn a lot more from the downs. So talk to us about what some of the downs have been along the way and how you, how you brought yourself out of them. Well, in, in my industry, you know, it's labor intensive. And one of the biggest challenges is finding quality people that want to move furniture. Mm. That, that's a challenge in itself to find quality people that want to do this type of work and that care about the work that they're doing. Uh, so what I've done is I've tried to institute programs to keep my employees around longer, incentive programs, mm -hmm. savings programs for them, because a lot of the guys just don't know how to save money, for example. So we have a Christmas saving program where each week uh, they can – tell us how much money they want to save. We'll take it out of their check. And the first Monday in December, 
uh, we, we cut them a check back. And most of these guys would never save money, and you'd be surprised when you got about 60, 70 guys who have four or $5,000 at the end of the year. Wow. Uh, it's really a windfall. It's, am- it's an amazing to see these guys, how happy they are, because they know that they don't have the discipline to save the money on the- by themselves. And uh, you're real careful about the people that you hire. Oh, yeah. You, we, we run background checks. We, run, we do drug testing. We do random drug testing. And, you know, I'm very, very hands-on in my business. My business did not get to $10 million with me being an absentee owner. Uh, I love what I do. That's very important. I'm passionate about what I do. That's very important. And I care about my employees. Um, I've noticed uh, over the, I, I guess we've known each other for about two years now, three years actually, but I've noticed that you are Atlanta Peach Movers. You can't separate Orlando from Atlanta Peach Movers. Is that by design? I don't think that's by design. I think it's more so that uh, I'm hands-on in my business. And like I said, I love what I do. So, uh, But that is a very good point that you brought up, Joe, because if something was to happen to me, uh, I'm the face of that company. Right. So, right. I'm, you know, that is one of my challenges and goals in the next four or five years is to pull away and and have uh, well, I got some family members that I would love to see uh, take over my company. Step up, step yep. up, absolutely, step up. And um, I guess there's a new show out there about uh, family members stepping up on TV um, uh, in the in the music business. I don't know if you've heard. You don't probably watch much TV, do you? No, I don't have time. I, I watch <laughs> I watch the sports and news. <laughs> um, so um, you mentioned uh, before we got on the air that the uh, recession was pretty tough on you. How did that? How did that hit you? Uh, was it overnight? How did you recover? Uh, well, it wasn't overnight. It was literally. Uh, it seemed like it happened on a Friday, and I woke up Monday, and we were in the recession. Uh, it was devastating um, for my business because I was directly tied to the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. And a large percentage of my business was local household relocations. I was heavily vested in local uh, relocations. So hindsight, uh, what, well, let me say this first. What, what, what saved me was that during the recession, I had, uh, I'm sorry, during the good times, I had saved a lot of money for a rainy day. And I can't stress that enough. Uh, cash flow is king. I had put away a lot of money because it was like, Joe, it was almost too good to be true. Mm-hmm. There were days I was doing 40 to 50 moves every single day. Wow. And uh, it was amazing, you know, running 40 trucks a day, 40, 45 trucks a day, 50 moves a day. Uh, I saved a lot of money during the good times. You know, every time I thought about maybe going to on a big lavish vacation, I said, no, go buy another truck. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was my motto. Instead of splurging on something that I really don't need, go buy another moving truck or invest back into my company. And when the recession hit, uh, I went from 40 moves. My business literally dropped in half. But what saved me was I was able to, like I said, um, save a lot of cash. And I was able to work out deals with my mortgage lenders, 
with uh, different vendors that I did business with, I was able to get them to understand that, hey, uh, I'm going to pay you right now. We're going to stretch out the terms a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that that basically helped save my company. Okay. Um, and then uh, and then you, you also had uh, an opportunity to do some, some uh, pretty unique refinancing um, that saved you a lot of money from what I remember. Well, Joe, you... You, I owe that to you. Uh, you really helped me. Um, you were one of the few banks in town that would uh, that refinanced my that wanted to do business with me. So that was a blessing that uh, Embassy Bank, Embassy National Bank, came right. through for me and refinanced my two warehouses uh, because I had been paying interest only for five years right. during the recession. And uh, as you know, interest only is not good. There's no uh, equity going into the building. So when you refinance the buildings, that really helped me. Yeah, and that's really such a good foundation for you, too, because using the SBA loan program, we were able to set out very long amortizations and put you in a nice cash flow situation. The loans will never get – they'll never mature. They'll never be on the phone saying, hey, guess what? Your loan's matured. What are you going to do? So that's, that's one of the big benefits of using the SBA loan program. Oh wow! Fantastic. That is yeah. good. You're yeah. absolutely right. That was a that was a blessing. Um, I've also noticed on your um, website and and as I tour your building, um, you've got something called Atlanta Peach University. Yes, um, Atlanta Peach University. We 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 call it Peach University now. Uh, back during the housing boom, when uh, we were doing the 30, 40, 50 moves a day. One of the problems we ran into, which every moving company does, is we would what let our new hires watch a video, we would put a T-shirt on them, and off they went while they learned on the customer's move or they stood around on the customer's move with their hands in their pockets. Wow. So after a number of customers called me, Joe, and asked me or told me, say, hey, the fourth guy, didn't do any work. Why am I having to pay him? Why did I have to pay him? I should get money back. Well, I'm not in the business to return money to customers. Nobody can make a living doing that. Right. Um, I asked myself, how can I solve that problem? And uh, I called my builder and asked him, could he build an actual two-story house inside of my warehouse? Right. And he did. Uh, It's a two-story house with a living room, dining room, bedrooms, washer and dryer, refrigerator hookup. He did the whole shebang for me. And now all of our employees have to go through Peach University before they can go to a customer's house and move their items. And 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 literally, I mean, it is what he says it is. I've seen it. It is a home, and, and they learn how to move furniture up and down stairs. They learn how to not dang walls. Um, plus, they're also, they also learn how to dress. That's so important, Joe. And that these and these folks are so. I mean, they show up and and they're everybody's uniformed. Everybody looks professional. I mean, it's the real drill. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, first impressions is, is everything, and the guys have to be in full uniform from the pants that has our name on them, the t- the t shirt has our name on it, the sweatshirt, the coat, even the hat. Everything has to have Atlanta Peach Movers on it. And here again, your branding. And these guys really do fantastic work. After they come out of the program, we normally have a class of about 20 guys. And 
when the class is over, we're lucky if we have three to four guys that make it. Because wow. we'll see some of these guys have bad attitudes. Well, you can't go to our customer's house with a bad attitude. Some of these guys don't want to lift furniture all day. So that's not going to work. So after we whittle it down, some guys leave on, a, on their own. And some guys, we tell them, hey, this is not going to work out. You know, thanks for trying, and we appreciate you guys. But they have to find a new career. It sounds like Delta Airlines and their flight attendant program. I heard some numbers. They had uh, this recent job hire. They had uh, 60,000 applicants, of which they expected to hire from that in an airplane maybe 1,000. Whoa. As they wow. went through the interview process, and then they also flush a bunch of people out in a four-week training program. So, um, you know, when you, when you see companies, and, and quite frankly, I think you need to probably push that more on your website. When you see companies that are so invested in their employees, um, what that usually means is you're going to get a really good, you're going to get a very good service level. Absolutely. And, you know, our reputation is everything in this business. Uh, I tell my employees all the time, you're only as good as your last move. And uh, being courteous to the customer, being extremely friendly, being helpful, right, um, and listening to the customer's needs, whatever that ne- their needs is that day. Because you know, every day, Joe, we move a new imp- a new person, so they have a different personality. That their, their father could have died, they could have lost their husband, they could go be going through a divorce. Yeah, it's a transition. It's a transition, and moving is the third most stressful thing, Joe, that a person does in their their life behind death and divorce. And a lot of times we think of moving as I'm selling my house and I'm buying a bigger one. But that's probably only 10% of your moves. You're absolutely right. A lot of times people are down. And in this economy, we've seen people, most of the people we move have been downsizing. Yeah. But now the economy is picking back up. Uh, Business is starting to turn around again. And uh, things are looking much brighter. And you've got a storage capability on your in my warehouse. At your warehouse. Yes. And in fact, you store, you're, you're also heavily involved with the military too. Yeah, our building is military approved, so we have strict regulations. You know, you have climate control, you have to have a pest control certificate, you have to have a sprinkler system. Our buildings are, uh, is very strict controls under the military. Okay. Um, well, everybody, we're listening to Orlando Lynch at Atlanta Peach Movers telling his story of success, and he's built a... Uh, an incredible company that uh, probably as much as anybody has has to be has to do every single thing that they do with great success um, or because an unhappy customer in the moving business is really troublesome I would think yeah and, and you know the challenge in our business Joe is most people base a move on price alone and they don't look at service. They don't understand that you're, you have somebody coming into your home who has a background check, a drug test. They've been trained on how to move furniture the proper way. Most people just look at price. And unfortunately, after they have a bad experience, they probably won't move again for another five to seven years. So that's lost business. So the challenge with my company is how do we get our customers to understand we sell service and value. Not just value. We sell service and value. And um, I had uh, I heard the story. We had a gentleman leave our bank up when I was up in North Georgia, and he decided that he and his wife were going to move down to South Florida. And um, he was real concerned about 
the move, so he went out and did the low-cost thing, and he was proud about how he'd saved all this money on the move. Well, three days into it, he got a call um, and said that his stuff was on a truck that had caught on fire. Wow. And the moving company said, it's not our problem. It wasn't our truck. And I don't know that he ever, ever got any recovery out of that. So everything that was on that truck got lost, but he could not find who was actually liable. Yeah, and that's that's, that's unfortunate, Joe. You have a lot of uh, businesses, they're called brokers. They're just out hunting for people that are moving, and they sell the business to another moving company who they haven't vetted. They haven't checked the background on that company. They, they don't make sure that company has a great reputation. So they're just basically selling leads. And when the customer decides a move here, again, based on price, uh, normally things go wrong. Right. Uh, I had a customer call me about a month ago. He chose another moving company over my company after the real estate agent had recommended Atlanta Peach Movers. He called me on a Friday and said, Orlando, I want to apologize because uh, I used another company after I, your company was highly recommended. And the other company estimated to move at eight hours when really this was about a 22-hour move. He went with the eight hours. They gave him, I think the move took 12 hours. They never showed back up because they gave him a binding price. So they did not live up to their, to their obligation to move his belongings at the price that they agreed on, which was a, he, he accepted a binding price. There's three different types of estimates, uh, a binding, a non-binding, and a not to exceed. He had a binding price, and this is a well-known, reputable company here in Atlanta, and they stuck him. Wow. And he called me on a Friday afternoon, and uh, I sent four men to his house. He asked me could I help him out because he had to be out, out of his house by Saturday. Right. And uh, it basically took us another 12 hours to move the rest of his stuff. Wow. Wow. Um, talk about some other success factors, Orlando, if you could just – Give us an idea of some of the things that you think are real important just in running an overall business like yours. Focus on quality. That's the that's one of the biggest things that we we're well, our reputation is everything, Joe. And if in business, you know, we're in the service industry, so if you make a mistake, fix it and fix it fast. Don't let it linger. That's the one of the biggest things in in our industry where people run from problems. We address our problems right away. So after every move, within 48 hours, we send the customer a survey, and we ask them basic questions. How did we do? Were the movers courteous? Were we on time? Will you use us again? Will you recommend us to your family and friends? And they have three answers, highly satisfied, satisfied, and highly dissatisfied. Well, even if they have a satisfied we still contact that customer. You're not happy, are you? No, we're not happy because, you know, there's three different types of customers. They're highly satisfied, they're highly dissatisfied, and, or they're satisfied. Most people don't understand the satisfied is, could be the worst customer because the it's highly... ambivalent. Well, the highly dissatisfied customer is going to call you and, and say, hey, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you didn't do this. Right. And then you got an opportunity to make it right. The satisfied person... Won't badmouth you, but they might never use you again. Right. So you've lost the customer for life just from doing an average job. 
So we want to know how our satisfied customers feel as well. Well, then someone could say, how was your move? And they go, eh, it's okay. Exactly. And so we want to make sure that the satisfied customers are now, highly satisfied. At what length do you go? Give me an idea of how far you will go to fix a mistake. It depends on, the, uh, it depends on what the mistake is. So one of the mistakes we had happen, this was recently something that comes to mind. We had a pack job, and the ladies missed a room uh, closet. Okay. They didn't pack the customer's closet. And the customer, you know, ultimately is responsible for walking their house at the end of the move. But I found out that the lady packers did not complete the walkthrough. Okay. So that's why the closet was missed. The customer assumed the closet was packed and they missed it. So we, we gave the customer a refund and she was happy. And we went over and moved some boxes around in her house for her. Right. So we added a little more value. She was extremely happy after that and she wrote a great review. But here again, it goes back to your training because the, the packer who she was fairly new, this, this supervisor, and she just honestly dropped the ball. It was an honest mistake. She didn't do it intentionally, but I just sat down with her and explained what she did wrong, and, hey, I don't think she'll make that mistake again. Well, one of the things, you know, with you probably do a lot of things that you don't realize have a big, big impact, and one of the things I'll, I'll say is that as you go through your office, you've got quotes, mottos, reminders all over the walls that are pretty uplifting, um, and everybody's reading them all day long. Um, and you may not think that's a big deal, but I think it's huge. So give me an idea about what some of those are. Because I took pictures. I don't have them now, but I took pictures of them as I went through the office. Well, the, 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 one that, the main one that I, that I like the most, Joe, is sense of urgency. And I, can, this is, I look at myself uh, in this light. If you don't have a sense of urgency, a sense of do it and do it now, you'll put it off. And what happens is before you know it, you have something else, another task that you need to complete. Right. Before you know it, you're backed up. I, I learned this a long time ago. I'm not the smartest guy on the block, but if I work harder than my competition and work smarter than my competition and have a sense of urgency about it, I'll win. And an ability and a and a desire to do it right. Do it right and do it now. Right. Don't put it off. And that's what most people do. I, I'm driven by that I want to be I'm I am the number one company in Atlanta, but I'm never satisfied. I'm always working to improve. In fact, our two principles, which we adopted from Toyota, are respect for others and a continuous improvement in customer service. We're always trying to improve our service. How can we do this better? What can we do different here? Mm -hmm. So if you constantly work on improving, uh, you'll never lose. Um, so I bet given, given the, um, the hurdle that you, you put out there for yourself to achieve, I bet it's tough in today's world to find a good core group of people that will help you do all that. What you're, what you're explaining is, is a mentality that is kind of gone in some respects. You're, you're absolutely right, Joe. It is, uh, that's the biggest challenge in, in any company is finding quality talent. And a lot of times you have to go out and try to hire quality away from other companies. Uh, or you could try to develop uh, your employees, which I do with a lot with my employees. For example, my... Um, 
business manager, my quality development manager, I've sent him to take a class on uh, how to start a business. Mm -hmm. I want him to understand the basics of running a, move, a moving company. And uh, last week, we, we got with a guy named uh, Tim Fulton, and he has a class called, um, I think it's called Fast Track. And mm -hmm. so my uh, employee is taking that class it's once a week for, for three months. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Good and for it, you. So I'm helping trying to develop talent within to help this employee become a better employee and more valuable to my company. Yeah, and what I try to do when I look for people is I try to, in my business, integrity is huge. So I try to get people who are, um, that I sense have a good sense of integrity. Uh, that way I know that when they're presenting a deal or dealing with a customer or whatever, that I'm going to hear exactly what's going on. I also try to get people that are that understand the ability to uh, get a job done and want to do it the right way. And, to, and then third, take care of the customer. And if I've got those three things, to me, I don't, I don't know that you can teach those things. Um, I think they just have to be there. Um, and then what we do is we take those folks and then we teach them the fundamentals of what we want them to do. The fundamentals of banking. Or lending money. Lending money, or, absolutely. You know, and and um, so you know we're like-minded in a, in a lot of in a lot of ways. Um, the um, the other thing that I wanted to get to, and uh, because I think it's going to be an interesting discussion, we only have uh, ten minutes. And by the way, this is on the money. Brought to you by Embassy National Bank, and we are listening to Orlando Lynch. Uh, from Atlanta Peach Movers. He's the founder and owner. I'm sure you've seen their trucks on the road, and we are learning about his success factors, and he has built quite a business, by the way. He's somebody you can learn from. Um, Atlanta, uh, Orlando, you are a longtime Atlanta sports fans. You've been here for how long? I've been here since September 5th, 1986. 86. So you're a big Braves fan, obviously. A big Braves fan. And you're, I'm from Pittsburgh, though. Don't yeah. forget me. Okay. <laughs> you're, so you're a big uh, Hawks fan. I am a big Hawks fan, absolutely. I'm sure you follow the Falcons, but Steelers are probably number one in your heart. Steelers are number one in my heart, and the Falcons are second. I tell everyone, as long as the Falcons aren't playing the Steelers, I'm a big Falcon fan. All right. So you have seen um, Atlanta sports ebb and flow over the years. Like, I've been in this town since 1972. So I have seen – I was there when, it, uh, when Ted Turner rode ostriches down on the baseball field in order to get people to come to his games. Wow. Yes, sir. Oh, you were there during the days when they had three or 400 uh, people in the stands. I was there one night when there were 500 people. Wow. That is amazing. And Ted did manage the Braves for about two weeks one year. Was it just one game? Yeah, yeah. But I think he was, it was one game. Yeah. Well, he strutted down there in his uniform, and then he uh, anyway. So I, uh, you know, ebb and flow. But I want. Uh, we're not going to talk about sports. But recently, the Hawks have been on an incredible run. Uh, everybody's talking about it. That's familiar with basketball and with Atlanta sports. Tell me what they're doing that you think is relatable to running a good, solid, small business. It's this. It's easy. Teamwork. Teamwork. Everybody knows their job. Everybody has a responsibility. And everybody does their job extremely well. And that's the 
that's the biggest change I've seen in the Hawks this year. They share the ball. Nobody's a star on any given night. Any 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 player can step up. So that's that that needs to happen in your business because you might have an employee one that's ha- that's having a bad day. Like I tell the movers all the time, everybody's not going to be cheerful and happy every day. So if you have a crew of four guys and you see a guy's a little down, lift him up. Tell him, hey, I'll handle all the heavy furniture today. You just run the boxes. You look like you have something on your mind. So what the thing is, it's teamwork, basically. And But this coach came in. Did he? I, don't, I guess he had to make sure that everybody would buy into what he wanted to do. And uh, did he have a big roster change in between seasons? No, I think that uh, he came from a winning organization, the San Antonio Spurs. And I think he was the, the assistant coach for about 17 years out there at San Antonio. So he learned from Pop then. Yeah, he brought that philosophy. You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. And uh, it seems to be working very, very well for the Atlanta Hawks. But I guess if none of if those guys had not bought into the program, they would not be playing. Yeah, absolutely right. There's no superstars on this team. Right. Everybody's a star. Everybody's a superstar. Yeah. And yeah. so, I, I, like, like you said, in, in my business and in, in, in any business, it needs to be teamwork. You have to have – everybody has to understand that everybody has a responsibility from the receptionist answering the phone the proper way, from the customer service coordinators making sure that the paperwork has all the right details, from the salesperson living up to what he has told the customer that Atlanta Peach Movers will do. And I, I like to say this – under promise and over deliver, so it, everybody plays an important role. We all feed off of each other. And then, uh, if we can talk about the um, Braves for a minute, there are in. We've gone from uh, in this town. We've gone from uh, Bobby Cox era into a new era. Uh, we had a lot of we had a lot of changes in the team. We still have a lot going on. So I guess we're in a restructuring mode. Uh, what can we take away from what the Braves are doing about how to build a small business. Well, it looks like the Braves are uh, getting rid of some, I guess I hate to say bad talent. Uh, the Jack Welch model, fire the 20% at the end of the year. Is it the 20%, Joe? Yeah. Get rid of 20% at the end of the year. The Clean bottom house. 20%. The bottom 20%. Get rid of your 20% of your people who aren't producing and not living up to their responsibility. And it looks like the Braves are cleaning house. They're getting, you know, they've gotten rid of Ugla. Uh, a few other players they've let go. So I guess what you could take away from it is that every business needs to do a thorough evaluation of their employees at the end of the year and see if the, you know, because one of the things I've noticed in my business that as I've grown, some of my employees have not kept pace with the growth of my company. So I've had to let them go. Mm -hmm. And you hate to fire anybody, but if they're not adjusting from, from a $1 million company to a $2 million, $10 million company, it's not working. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to let that person go. And um, and then last but not least, let's talk about the Falcons. I mean, we were we were a game away. We were 20 yards away from going to the Super Bowl. And now we've had two seasons in a row where we barely show up. So um, what happened there? Have you, have you followed them enough to know what happened? Uh, you know, it just seems to me like um, a lot of injuries. Uh, defense. Oh, now stop right there. Everybody in that league has injuries. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Joe. Uh, well, I'm not, you know, 
to be honest with you, I don't really know what happened as much, but I know one thing: they needed a change. They did. They they absolutely needed a change, and I think that the new guy, uh, Mr. Quinn, coming from Seattle, another winning organization, I think he'll do the same thing as uh, Bud, the Hawks uh, coach. I think he'll bring a new culture to the team, a new attitude, a winning attitude, and that means all the difference in the world. Well, and I think the the one thing that I take away from the Falcons, and I'm probably closest to them than the other teams, but it, it goes back. You've got to be solid in the core of your business in order to be successful on the fringes. Um, where the Falcons were not good was in the trenches. And, um, and as a result, you can put a bunch of points on the board, but if you're not solid in the trenches where the game is played, the periphery is going to suffer. And that's the way I try to look at the banking business. i got to make sure I've got a really solid balance sheet. I've got solid capital. On a day-to-day basis, we're doing the right things. And then the fringes will take care of themselves. Absolutely. And, that makes uh, a lot of sense, Joe. And, um, I mean, I gosh, when you trade away four and – and I guess the other thing I take away from that is that I heard Bill Parcells say four or five years ago in a draft – before the third round came up, he said the next three rounds is where you win Super Bowls. He says you don't win Super Bowl at round one, two, and three. You learn, you start winning Super Bowls rounds four, five, six, and seven. So you're strong in the middle, you're strong in the core, and you just try to get good people in and teach them what to do. That's what Seattle has done an excellent job with their third, fourth, fifth, and sixth round draft choices. Yeah. That they have done. Richard Sherman, I think, was third or fourth round. Uh, uh, Cam Chancellor, third or fourth round. So these guys have really made a big difference. Well, um, I uh, I know we, you know, we, sports may think, well, what does it have to do with business? But man, you can learn so much about how to run an organization by looking at sports teams because man, they get a report card after every game. Absolutely. And uh, and um, you can you can certainly tell whether if the things they're doing are, are right or not. So, um, all right, Orlando, thank you so much for being here. We're getting close to the end. Um, let's wrap it up. Um, if you're looking at uh, someone who has got a business they've been running for two years, say three years, and um, um, uh, what advice would you give them? If they've been in business for one or two years and they're looking at growing their business, uh, one thing, you want to look at your competitors. You want to see what they're doing. And I want to stop you right there because you said something that you may not know what you said. They've been in business for one or two years and they're looking to grow their business. Not every, And that's the big fault people have is they've been in business for one or two years and they don't want to grow their business. So you you link those. Why did you, did you do that subconsciously? Why did you link after one or two years, and they want to grow their business. Well, that was my philosophy ever since I was, when I started my moving company, when I purchased my moving company. I wanted to be the largest, but not only the largest, I wanted to be the best. So, uh, I, 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 like I said, I'm so passionate about my company, and I'm a marketing, that marketing is one of my strengths, and that's why I, that's why I said that. Well, that, but there, I've also heard successful people always say, you got to either grow or quit. There is no standing still in today's world. No, if you really want to make a business and a, a, a change is nice constant. Change, change is, is constant. constant. Absolutely. Um, and and the Orlando, this is something that you may think is uh, just goes with the flow, but not everybody understands it. 
is you came in here with an orange bag full of Atlanta peach goodies. Do you take that everywhere? Everywhere I go. Everywhere you go. And everywhere you went I up go. to people, you said, wait a minute, i got to go to the front desk here and hand them some stuff. Well, every, here again, I'm a marketing person, and nobody is going to push your business like you. So every time I meet someone, I'm, even giving, I'm always giving them a business card. Uh, today I'm handing out hand sanitizers. I have magnets with our company name on it. People will appreciate that. And, that, and one of the things I lead by saying is if you ever need a good mover, hey, give us a call. We do great work. I've gotten so much business from me being passionate about just talking to people. If you're in business, you got to be a people person, if, especially in the service business. Right. And I'm a people person. I love people. I'm a person, so I love right, everybody. Right. And uh, any time I meet somebody, Joe, I'm always handing them a business card or a calendar or some right. promotional product. And then I want to ask you this question because every time I meet you, you seem always full of energy. There got to be times when you're not. There are times when I'm not. And uh, what do you what do you do? Uh, what I do is I try to regroup. You know, there's there's some mornings. Uh, when I wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to sell this company. That has happened to me. I'm, I'm well, like anybody, any other business owner, if it, not, if it hasn't happened, they're, they're telling you a fib. Well, we had that conversation at lunch <laughs> the last time we got together. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I've had some, you, everybody has bad days. Everybody. And, you know, one of the, on this one occasion when I woke up, a guy, there was a tree hanging over the road and he drove the truck under the the leaves thinking he's dressed and he tore the top of the truck off oh gosh and that was one of the moments where i said you know what i'm selling this business <laughs> but about it, the thought went on for about 10 minutes and it went away and i was back right. at my passion again which I, I love what i do and i'm i'm always looking for tomorrow looking yeah. forward to it and i think that uh that and and then and i gotta ask this question i think i've asked you off off the air but i ask you this what was your upbringing like oh my god that's, that was the best question you ask all day. My mother told me a long time ago, you can get more with honey than you can vinegar. My father worked 40 years in U.S. Steel in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He never missed a day of work, only for funerals. My work ethic came from my father. He was a workaholic, and my love of people came from my mother. So, And both of my parents were uneducated, by the way. Wow. Father was fourth grade, fourth grade education, and my mother had 11th grade education. Wow. But they both showered me with a lot of love. My father showered me with a strong work ethic. He, nobody was going to, he always told me, nobody's going to give you anything, son. You got to earn it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the, I've taken that to my business Well, today. you know, there's another one out there like you. Dan Marino is the same way. His, wife, his mother cleaned houses, and his dad... Uh, drove a milk truck every morning. Yep, my mother cleaned houses as well. <laughs> and then the uh, when Dan Marino signed his big contract back in the day, I think it, in his day it was in the eighties, and they gave him like five million guaranteed, and everybody went, "Oh my gosh, five million guaranteed!" They called his dad and I said, "Dad, what are you going to do?" And he said, uh, "I'm going to deliver my milk in the morning." It, absolutely, <laughs> the work ethic. Yeah, yeah that, that's Danny's money. That's right. how you. That, that's not his money. Right. You know, the same work ethic. And that's what, uh, uh, you know, a lot of Pittsburghers have that work ethic. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, how can everybody get in touch with you? Your cell phone, you answer it all the time. What's that number? My cell phone number is 404-569-7575. And please remember, there's no tree in our name. It's Atlanta Peach Movers. And what's your website? 
AtlantaPeachMovers.com. Okay, and I want everybody to go there because he does show you that a lot of reasons why he's successful. He shows you the Atlanta Peach uh, University and uh, and some other things that you need to look at. But, but one thing, Joe, I think we failed to mention is giving back to the community. Yeah. My company is the strongest supporter of uh, Atlanta Habitat for Homes, Habitat for uh, Homes, uh, Hosea Feed the Hungry, Warren Dunn Foundation, Work Dunn Foundation. Those are good groups. Uh, Toys for Tots. So you have to give back when you're successful. Is that all on your website? That's on my website okay. as well. Children's okay. Healthcare of Atlanta. I, I think that's part and parcel of your success because the more you give, the more you're going to get. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. To and whom? I don't know why that. I think I know why that works, but that's for another discussion. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. All right. Orlando, thank you so much. Thank you, Joe. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having All right. me today. Uh, all right. Thank listen, you, Mike. And listen, everybody, um, as we say every week, this is On the Money brought to you by Embassy National Bank. We're here to try to help you be more successful in your business. And as I say every week, let's just be careful out there. See you next time.